0: Welcome to A Politic, a progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics. And this is episode six. I haven't mentioned this every time, but the goal of this podcast is to encourage people to become registered to vote and then vote. And as a voter... participate in a process of transformation of our society in a more progressive direction so that everyone in our country will be better off. We don't favor any one group, we're favoring everyone from bottom to top. But we do want to empower people Who have traditionally thought of themselves as turned off by the system and people who really don't like talking about politics because they think there's no point, there's nothing that's going to improve, there's nothing we can do. And as a matter of fact, one of the main reasons why things seem to be stuck, and they have been stuck for the last 30 to 40 years, maybe for the last 60 years, is that we've had a very low percentage of people voting. And when I say low, I'm talking about somewhere between 55 and 60%. So that means that anywhere between 45 and 40% are not voting and that's the problem that's what's got us stuck so when they do these polls for example and find that 60 70 percent of the people want universal health care until all those people vote we're not going to get it that's just one example of how we can progress we could prove that we can have universal health care in this country. We can allow the private sector to offer whatever they want to offer, but we can allow the government to coordinate as they do currently in Medicare, although that is a far from a perfect program. But we could allow the government to coordinate the health care for the vast majority of people and let the private sector provide what they want to provide for the money they want to charge and make the profit they can make, and we can go forward. But anyway, that's a discussion for another day. Today, I want to focus on our third principle of progressivism, and that is increases civic and political engagement within a culture of Respectful civil discourse. That means we can say whatever it is we want to say, and people won't get mad. People won't get frustrated. They won't get alienated. We can speak to each other. We could have a Trump supporter speak to a non Trump supporter with a culture of honor. I honor your right to hold your opinion. I'm not gonna hate you. I'm not going to reject you as a person. I may not agree with you, but I don't want to treat you with disrespect. So again, this is a very important principle of progressivism, that we must engage each other within a culture of respectful civil discourse. And that's what this program is about. So we look forward to talking to you in this episode. Okay, we're going to begin our sixth episode of a the progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics. And really what we're trying to do here, again, is to encourage people to re-engage as citizens for the benefit of our society. We want to be able to promote improvements in our society. We want to be able to bring back some things that used to be the norm in our society, and we wanna push back against certain things which people may try to promote as progress, and yet they're just counterfeit. Or in some case, they're not even trying to promote them as progress, they're trying to promote them as regress, that somehow we need to go in a reverse direction we need to stop the progress and go back to a time where things were not getting better, but things were getting worse. Now, not too many people will actually admit trying to do that, but that's really what we're talking about. There are times when people are afraid to move forward. They're afraid to try something different. For example, to have universal health care. They're afraid that if everyone was covered by health insurance, then that would somehow diminish the value of people having health insurance and some people not having any coverage. And so they think, oh, I'd rather have just some people covered rather than everyone covered. But clearly the pandemic has demonstrated the flaw of that idea. So as we're talking today with Steve, my good friend, a former legislative aide to a city councilman here in Columbus. Steve's been involved in politics for a long time, and I've known Steve since seventh grade, so we go back a long way. Uh, I just wanna ask Steve today, we're going to talk about our third principle of progressivism, and Steve, if you wouldn't mind, just mention, read that principle so we can talk about that today. The third principle is increases civic and political
1: engagement within a culture of respectful civil discourse.
0: Okay, so we're going to be talking about how do you talk about politics with respect for the other person, regardless of what their opinion is. And what does that mean to you, Steve? Well, what it brings to mind is when I was coming
1: up, uh, as I was going to college in the late 60s and early 70s, uh, PBS had a Friday night program that was hosted by William F. Buckley, who was a very famous conservative writer and commentator, and he had a show called Firing Line. And what Firing Line on occasion would do would promote a college type of debate that basically would have a question before the House and two sides. And the manner in which Mr. Buckley would conduct the debate really... Above and beyond the issues that were stated by both sides, the atmosphere of respect for the exercise that all people were experiencing, I think resonated with me, and it stayed with me a long time. There were differences of opinion, there were, again, points and counterpoints, but everyone involved respected the process and the individuals on both sides of
0: the discussion. And so people would treat each other with respect, they would discuss the issues, and they would not try to be disrespectful toward each other. They were being nice toward, they weren't really necessarily being nice, but at least they were discussing the issues and respecting each other. Well, what Mr. Buckley made clear where
1: there were ground rules for the discussion. And there would be three minutes, let's say, of an opening from side A. No one would talk. No one would jump in other than the principal speaker. Then the other side would be able to present their case on the question before the House. And then each side would then ask, the other a question regarding the content of the statement they had previously made if one side thought that a statement was made that was maybe not totally correct they would then point that out they were allowed to speak and conclude their comments by stating why they thought the comment was not grounded in truth let's say and then the other side would have an uh, have the opportunity to co- to counter and it was just a sense of giving everybody their space to comment about what it was they thought was the basis of the discussion. And I really felt that it that it, it, above and beyond the subject matter, it really was how everyone conducted themselves rather than shouting down people or castigating them for the fact that they believed in what they believed in. And I, I really think if we could go back to some more of that that kind of dialogue i think it would be um again a much more respectful environment uh, to conduct our public discourse
0: that makes a lot of sense to me now there was also <clears throat> in the 90s a program on cnn called crossfire do you remember that one uh yes i yes i do and used to watch it
1: pretty regularly that was not as much a formal debate as someone who basically there was a moderator, but the two sides were, you know, they'd have a head of steam and uh, the moderator would make sure that they, the, the people discussing the topic for the evening didn't interrupt or kind of kept them so that they could finish their statements and not have people kind of uh, jumping in before they had finalized their, their initial thoughts. And uh, it was a a more modern form of what uh, Mr. Buckley was trying to do in the late 60s and early 70s. But it was not as much a formal debate as it was uh, kind of uh, a point, counterpoint. uh, And that's probably why they called it Crossfire.
0: Yeah. So these are options which we don't see a whole lot now. However, I was surprised when we were talking about this and looking it up that PBS has resumed Crossfire and they have now brought forward a discussion program. And I think you mentioned a couple of other things that, again, people used to watch, one of which was called the McLaughlin Group. People would discuss issues and, again, it could get kind of heated. Then there was Washington Week in Review. Go we ahead. still around. Yeah. And so... Again, people need to look at these things and recognize that it is possible to discuss things civilly and not lose your temper, not go off half cocked when you're trying to make your point and not listen to other people. Now, I also actually remember that Buckley's program was modeled on the debate that they run at the Oxford Student Union and the Cambridge Student Union over in England, the UK. And so, again, these things are historically um, grounded. We need to have this kind of information available so that people can talk to each other and not get all offended it's so important not to get offended what would well, you say part of the
1: the architecture of the modern modern times in which we live we kind of everyone kind of goes to their 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 respective corners and they will listen to the commentators and the viewpoints of those outlets that reaffirm or confirm what you may already feel towards a subject. And it, it does take some, some personal gumption to, let's say, change the channel or read something that is counter to what you might believe because uh, a little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing. And it's, it's important that I think people keep open minds and let people flesh out an argument, try to bring as much factual information to your point of view. Um, you know, just to say, well, I read it on the Internet, so it must be true, doesn't really kind of carry the veracity that we really need in discussing the important issues that face the country and the world today. Um, and so just uh, accepting something whole cloth really doesn't really move the discussion forward in terms of trying to understand not only another
0: person's perspective. Thank you for joining us for the first part of our discussion of Principle 3. So that's Episode 6. And we'll look forward to seeing you again at another time. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again.